0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to read through Nahum chapter 2 the fascinating chapter because it's about the destruction of Nineveh. Nineveh, of course, is the capital of the Assyrian Empire. Nineveh is also the city that Jonah refused to go preach to. Now, Jonah was prophesying between 782 and 753 BC. We covered that two books ago in the Bible overview. Nahum is prophesying between 660 and 630 BC. So we're talking about at least 100 years after Jonah, here comes Nahum. And, and one of the things I want to explore after we go through this chapter is if you contrast what we read here with what we read in Jonah chapter 4, that was an episode we did on June 16th, it's episode number 398 if you want to go back and reference it. You remember God got after Jonah for not being compassionate for Nineveh. Jonah wanted Nineveh destroyed, God wanted to give them a chance to repent, and then here we are 100 years later, and now God is in full force destruction mode against Nineveh through the people of Babylon who will take out the Assyrians. And so my question is going to be at the end Why do we love the message of Jonah 4, but we don't even know the message of Nahum 2? Why do we love God as the compassionate God, but we hardly acknowledge him as the judging, punishing God? It's interesting, and I'll come back to that. Chapter 2 of Nahum. The scatterer has come up against you. Man the ramparts, watch the road, dress for battle, collect all your strength. In other words, there's a war coming for the Lord is restoring the majesty of Jacob and the majesty of Israel, for plunderers have plundered them and ruined their branches. So the Assyrians, we've talked about this over and over, have been used by God to punish and judge the people of Israel for their unfaithfulness to him. But now that punishment, That time of punishment by the Assyrians is over, and he's going to restore the majesty of Jacob, the, the majesty of Israel, the majesty of the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, his chosen people. And to restore that, or to begin to restore that, he's going to take out the instrument that he has been using to punish them. He's going to allow the Babylonians and the Medes to take out the Assyrians, the shield of his mighty men is red. His soldiers are clothed in scarlet. The chariots come with flashing metal the day he musters them. The cypress spears are brandished. The chariots race madly through the streets. They rush to and fro through the squares. So this is describing uh, invading army. Nineveh is a, a big city, and there's a, a proper city that's enclosed by walls, kind of on the inside of... And then outside the walls, there are squares, or like kind of suburbs almost. And so they start by coming from the outside, going through the squares, and then they're going to get to the wall here in a second. They gleam like torches. They dart like lightning. Like lightning. This is all descriptions of the invading army, their metal uh, flashing, the speed and the swiftness with which they're doing this. History tells us this is about a three-month siege, which is very, very short. And so this was done uh, swiftly. And speedily and decisively. He remembers his officers. They stumble as they go. It's almost like they're going so fast. They're so eager to attack and they're having so much success that they're stumbling. They're, they're, or, or they're destroying everything so severely that all there is is rubble everywhere and they're stumbling over the rubble. They hasten to the wall. The siege tower is set up. Verse 6, the river gates are open the palace melts away. Something that's interesting that we also know from history is that Nineveh was destroyed with the help of a flood. And there was at least one river that went through Nineveh, maybe two. And the idea is that the Babylonians and the Medes, this coalition that God allowed to attack Nineveh and take down the Assyrians dammed up this river. And then the, when it got to a certain point, they released the water and the force of that water helped to break through the city wall. And that's kind of what's being described here. Its mistress is stripped. She's carried off her slave girl, girls lamenting, moaning like doves and beating their breasts. Nineveh is like a pool whose waters run away. Uh, one of the images that went through my mind when I read that You've seen maybe on Funniest Home Videos or something when someone tries to jump in the middle of a, of a larger backyard pool but they don't get over the edge and they knock the wall down and the water just kind of kind of uh, melts away, it, it runs away. And you can imagine when they lifted the dam on those rivers that they blocked up that that water just kind of gushed out up against the wall and, and just kind of washed everything away. Obviously it wasn't funny though. Halt, halt, they cry, but none turns back plunder the silver, plunder the gold. There is no end of the treasure or of the wealth of all those precious things. So as the Assyrians have gathered all this wealth because they've plundered the Israelites. They've plundered all these other nations. And so there's tremendous, tremendous wealth that is not only in the infrastructure of the city of Nineveh, but literal gold and silver and in precious stuff that's stored up from what they've taken from other places and now they're gonna get plundered by the Babylonians and Medes. Desolate, desolation and ruin, hearts melt and knees tremble, anguish is in all loins, all faces grow pale where is the lion's den, the feeding place of the young lions, where the lion and lioness went, where his cubs were with none to disturb. The lion tore enough for his cubs and strangled prey for his lionesses. He filled his caves with prey and his dens with torn flesh. And This is just kind of a a song or a verse that kind of taunts the people of Assyria or, or just highlights how decisively they've been defeated. Behold, I am against you, declares the Lord of hosts, and I will burn your chariots in smoke, and the sword shall devour your young lions. I will cut off your prey from the earth, and the voice of your messengers shall no longer be heard. In other words, the Lord is decisively speaking, he's decisively acting through the Babylonians and Medes. Nineveh is destroyed. It's almost like This happened in about 612 B.C., which is after the time of of Nahum. So this is like Nahum is advancing in time to describe what's going to happen. That's part of what this prophecy is. The Lord is destroying Nineveh. And interestingly, that's what Jonah wanted in chapter 4 of Jonah. And we're quick to criticize Jonah for wanting that, and we're quick to highlight God's compassion for not doing what Jonah wanted at that time, but now we see God's judgment. And I would just submit to you that we've said this before. We've got to hold God's compassion and mercy in the same hand that we hold his judgment and wrath. They're both aspects of God's character. We can't neglect the harder one in favor of the softer one, because when we do that, we fail to appreciate his compassion because we fail to understand what could have been or what we could be destroyed from but thanks to christ and the gospel we can be saved and spared
0: the daily dose is a partnership between four ministries first is christian crusaders where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at ChristianCrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts